0: Our first reading this morning is Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 to 15, and it can be found on page 1119, page 1119, Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 to 15. Therefore, As God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. This is the word of the Lord. Now, if you are able, would you please stand for the gospel reading, which is John chapter 14, verses 8 to 21 and 25 to 27, and it's found on page 1022, 1022, John chapter 14, verses 8 to 21 and then 25 to 27. Philip said, "'Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us.' Jesus answered, "'Don't you know me, Philip, "'even after I have been among you such a long time? "'Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father.' How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, all who have faith in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son you may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. And now verses 25 to 27. The promise of the Holy Spirit. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things, and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. Peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ.
1: Do please sit down. Good morning. Shall we pray? Holy Spirit, come and be with us. Teach us more about you this morning. Presence yourself with us now. In Jesus' name, amen. So here Jesus is trying once again to reassure his disciples and perhaps to give them some peace that actually it's going to be okay when he leaves. Can you imagine their horror and the fear at the thought of losing him? His presence must have been amazing. They'd been with him three years, watched him as he did wonderful things, miracles, like feeding thousands, healing lepers, raising the dead, giving sight to the blind. And they'd marveled at his wisdom. And now suddenly he's telling them, I'm going away. He's saying I'm going, but I'm leaving my presence with you. I'm leaving the holy spirit to represent me or represent me. He's going to be the going the go between if you like the one who communicates with us and he always tells us what is on the father's heart. One of the important things the holy spirit does is to bear witness that we are his He gives us that assurance that we belong to him. We are part of his family. The Holy Spirit will be instrumental in making Jesus real in their lives after he's gone. And he's instrumental in making Jesus real in our lives. And more importantly, we have that privilege of carrying his presence with us. Well, Jesus didn't just tell them this in order to make them feel a bit better and to comfort them, but because he knew he was going to leave them with a huge job to do. Jesus told them in Acts 1, the Holy Spirit would equip them for this task. Acts 1 says, you shall receive power or ability in order to witness. I think Jesus knew they'd need a helper. And I think he knows we need one too. As a church, we, each one of us individually, has a massive responsibility to share his love and to be co-workers with Christ. Our lives should be lived in partnership with him and we should be earnestly seeking his plans, his presence and his agenda. The Holy Spirit is therefore essential so we can walk in friendship and relationship with God, hear his voice, know his leading and guiding, and receive his teaching. In the Old Testament, God spoke to his people through prophets. Now we can have a personal relationship with him. Jesus wants that relationship to grow and the Holy Spirit is the means of facilitating that. He wants to communicate with us intimately, as any loving father would do with his child. And he wants to teach us. He always points us to the Father and to Jesus. And he brings to mind the things we've learned or read, especially when we need them. And you're suddenly talking to someone and a verse or something comes to mind or something you've heard. It's just such a blessing. So how do we hear from God today? Well, we hear from him in a variety of ways. And these are not just everyone, but I've got a few here. Certainly through scripture. Um, a verse may speak to us. It may jump out at us. Um, and we think, oh, gosh, that's for me. Uh, We hear him through other people. Maybe we seek advice on something, maybe at a time when things are difficult. And they point us to the Lord. Sometimes even through a sermon. Through tongues and interpretation, God's word spoken directly towards us. And in prophecy, again, God's word directly to us, either as a church or to us personally. We hear him through that still, small voice in our spirit, that little nudge in our conscience. And sometimes through pictures, God opens up his desire to us and shows us in a picture. Do you remember when Noah sent the dove out of the ark after the flood? The third time she didn't return because she'd found new life on which to rest. And the Holy Spirit is exactly the same. He needs us to be born again, regenerated, call it what you will. He needs new life in order to rest on us. Then Jesus goes on to say something that is quite difficult. He says, keeping, loving him and keeping his commandments are inseparable. Well, obey is not a very popular word today, is it? It's more, I did it my way. Um, But God's unchanging, and his word does not change with the world's changing views and standards. And love in this day and age is very much, especially in the cinema and the television, interpreted as a very emotional thing, but actually it's active. I can remember when my husband first came to know the Lord, he he was really quite bothered. He went to the vicar and he said, I really don't think I love the Lord like other people do. And the vicar very wisely said to him, John, if God asked you to do something tomorrow, would you do it? And John said, yes, of course I would. He said, then you don't need to worry, do you? Because you love him. Yes, it's great to be emotional, about what God has done for us, but it must be backed up by a willingness to obey. And sometimes those decisions can be quite costly. Our relationship with God should be motivated by love, the desire to be close to him, hearing and obeying. And here again, the Holy Spirit is our helper. So what are some of the things Jesus has told us to do? Well, there's many, but perhaps two of the most important are to love one another and to forgive one another. Well, the second one's not always easy, is it? Because we're all very different people. We come from different backgrounds. And perhaps if it weren't for being in the same church family, then we wouldn't naturally choose to be together We may find someone's habits annoying. We may have to forgive time and time again. But the Holy Spirit will give us the grace and enable us to do so. God's not going to tell us something new until we have obeyed the first thing he told us to do. Jeremiah 7.23 says, But I gave them this command." Obey me, and I will be your God, and you will be my people. Walk in all the ways I command you, that it may go well with you. It's our response to that. But, Lord, the Holy Spirit will convict when our lives aren't reflecting his love. We feel distant from him. We're told not to grieve resist or quench the Holy Spirit because he's gentle and he's easily offended. But lastly, Jesus goes on to tell his disciples that he's leaving peace with them. The Holy Spirit, as we know, is often represented by a dove, and a dove also represents peace. Jesus is saying that the peace he leaves us is quite different from the enjoyment that the world gives. It can be felt even in the most difficult of circumstances. It is a peace that passes all understanding. Take Paul and Silas in prison in Acts 16, or Richard Wormbrand, who was tortured in a Romanian prison, but said leaving it was like coming down from a mountaintop experience. is the fruit of the Holy Spirit and should be the natural outcome of our walk with Christ and comes through knowing Jesus and allowing him to have full reign in our lives. Well, as you know, if you've got any fruit trees in your garden, it doesn't happen overnight. As a child, apparently I planted things and then dug them up the next day to see how they were growing. Um, <laughs> But that doesn't happen, does it? We get blossom and then we get like a little tiny apple and it grows and grows and grows. And so we need to learn to know how to cultivate and to protect. Um, And it's not going to happen overnight. And I'm I'm still working on it. Peace is our inheritance. But Satan wants to take away our peace. And one of the ways he uses is fear. In fact, I would say that's probably one of his biggest weapons, because fear grips us, controls our lives and our actions, and consequently robs us of our peace. And that's when we need the Holy Spirit to remind us of God's word to us. Fear not is in the Bible 366 times. So I think the Lord uh, wants us to get that message. Our peace is also a good indicator of our walk with the Lord. Have you ever suddenly sort of got to the end of the day or halfway through it and felt, oh, I feel a bit unsettled, I've lost my peace? And have you ever asked yourself, when, when did I lose it? And quite frequently we can trace it back to something that has happened that's maybe unsettled us, maybe we reacted badly. And the Holy Spirit can gently put his finger on the problem, and then we can get it sorted out. Have you read um, what's his name? Uh, Practicing the presence of God. Can't think of his name. Uh, David. Lawrence. Hmm? Brother, Lawrence. Brother Lawrence, that's him, yes. Absolute perfect example of doing that. Our peace is also a confirmation when we're seeking help with decisions or a way forward. Um, I don't know about you, but sometimes we can lose our peace when we're very tired. A tired mind is fertile soil for the enemy to plant. Lots of negative thoughts which will destroy our peace. I think there's so much stress in the world today and many people are searching for peace, but looking in the wrong direction. We have the Holy Spirit to help us point them to Jesus. Evangelism can be quite difficult, can't it? Especially if we're trying to answer questions that people haven't asked. But our testimony of what Jesus means to us and what he's done for us is very, very powerful. You can't actually knock that. Nobody can knock that because it's personal to you. We may feel we don't have opportunities to evangelize, but secular work is full-time service. It's our witness, and we are ambassadors for Christ wherever we are, and we have the spirit of peace with us to help us.